Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. In this week's episode, we are on episode 82 of the Grow Guides, and we're going to be discussing different ways you can learn from the previous mistakes you've had in your grows. So you can learn from all the minor mistakes you've made or things that could have been made easier throughout the grow and implement those changes into your next grow. So over time, your grows get better and better and better and easier and easier and easier. So make sure you roll yourself a fat one, you know, get super high in whichever way you choose to consume your cannabis. And I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So there is an old saying that you probably know that goes like, you can always learn from your mistakes. But the best thing to do is learn from other people's mistakes, like our mistakes. And we've made lots of mistakes before in the past, and I'm sure everybody listening to the show also has made many mistakes with their growth as well and we're going to be discussing today about how to analyze those mistakes how to pick out things that you could have done better throughout the grow what could have been done easier so it wasn't so much of a chore just how to pick certain things out of the grow so the next one is going to be better both easier to do the next grow and you get a better product at the end of it as well Mm -hmm. yeah so I thought we could start this off by talking about just the uh, mistakes we have all made, you know, us guys on the panel, things that we have made, uh, the mistakes we've made on our growth throughout the time we've been growing. And I remember one of mine specifically is I moved house. So uh, my grow wasn't up for a while. And then when I put it back up, my timer was broken. And I was like, it's cool. I don't need to get a timer. I'll be here every day at nine and three. And I can flick the fucking light myself. So, you know, and I did that for a good few months, man. Kept a decent record of uh, what was going on you know, with the lighting shit. But it's it's like there was a couple of days where I didn't make it home in time and didn't get the light on in time and all this. So there was an irregular light cycle towards the end. And that crop hermied on me, you know. <laughs> understandably so because it didn't have that regular light cycle but i thought i could get away with it and you know i made the stupid mistake of not getting a timer it's like 15 quid and easy to get should have just got a fucking timer but it's just one of these stupid mistakes i made in the early days you know so then i got a timer and everything was fixed after that but that's one of the mistakes that stands out for me one of the stupid mistakes i've made throughout my time of growing do you have much Do do you can you think of any Oh, my whole last grow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe that, I was, that, that was, was the cocoa, cocoa grow. grow. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. whole thing was just, I was trying to figure out cocoa because I've never done it before. And I did get some guidance from some people and everything, but I was just having a hard time figuring out the nutrients and probably should have been keeping, keeping a little bit better records too. But um, yeah, I didn't go, it didn't go great. Let's just say when that. you get used to cocoa, it's so fucking easy, man. That's what everybody tells me. Yeah. But you um, know, but that's it. You have to get used to it. If you were a grower who started off in cocoa, you'd love it because that's how you learned how to do it. But you right. started like you started in DWC, didn't you? And for a while you've yeah. been growing in soil. Yeah. So after different experience and different grow methods like that, cocoa can seem a little bit more complex, especially more than a soil grow, especially living yeah. soil where you're just watering it. You know, and it's just a learning right. curve. But once you get right. around it, it's just growing by numbers, man. Follow the numbers and everything will be fucking sweet. And I would, I would, I'm almost embarrassed to admit another mistake that I made was I was doing a soil grow and I was just like, this doesn't seem to be going so, so hot. And then someone's just like, do you pH the water? And I was like, well, no. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. like, you should try that. And that mm-hmm. seemed to help a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do have a question about that in the listener mail later on as well about pH and. What what about you, monkey? What about mistakes you've made? Jeez, how many you want? You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first one I made was uh, as as crazy as this sounds. The first thing I did was try to go on the internet by myself to various different places and find all the information I needed. And the problem I ended up with is I got fractured information that oh this looks good oh this looks good I put everything together and ended up with with 
a lot of bad answers. So I was a cocoa grower growing in cocoa that had never been buffered. Yeah, there you go. Trying to to match pH using the, uh, the litmus paper. Mm. No good on that either. So yeah, yeah I made all, all the mistakes you can imagine. Feeding at recommended uh, manufacturer's recommended rate is on the label. Not good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not having an EC meter, just swinging it. There you go again, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, basically my first grow was a, a complete everything wrong. Everything. Mm-hmm. But, right. but, I, but I reached harvest. You yeah, know, I've tried I've tried doing the pH too, back to the pH thing with the litmus paper as well. And yeah. it's just mm-hmm. not nearly accurate enough. You're like, well, yeah. you're trying to compare the color to the thing on the jar and you're just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It's yeah, an extra daughter, utility. It is. My daughter is a chemist and she explained it to me later after I had failed at it that you can actually buy papers that have a very narrow uh, range on it. Like you can get a paper that's some 5.5 to 6.0 kind of thing. Oh, you, really? Yeah, you can get, because they're much, much more expensive, much more specialized kind of stuff like that. But the, right. the easiest answer is just buy a meter because you're going to need it anyway. But I yeah, was, at that point, if you're getting I'm, into specialized pH paper, the mm-hmm. typical typical starting grower here that's trying to oh I, I'll I'll go on the cheap side here because I can do it I, I, you know I know what they don't know kind of attitude so this led me into making every mistake every every beginner makes you know mm-hmm. man there's so many I mean I've thought of a couple there where you was uh, where you were saying all your stuff and now I've completely forgotten yeah. it because I'm hard. well I mean I've, I've uh, <laughs> I bumped a timer in mid-grow and I and, and I ended up having lights come on in the middle of the dark mm. cycle because yeah, I accidentally tapped the timer and, and hit the buttons the wrong way. I've done that. Uh breaking branches. That you know, when you're bending them over too far when you're training, one mm-hmm. of them snaps. Mm-hmm. That's a, a mistake that's made quite often. Pretty sure something right. you get used to. But, I've, you know, um, I let I've let them go on too, I've literally let them go too long and let the whole plant mold before. No, I'm just gonna let it go another week, just one more week, and finally, after sooner or later, you gotta cut them. You know, Mm -hmm. but you know these mistakes do happen, man, and some some far less extreme as that. You know, not all killing you growing things, just minor mistakes like you've made, and we've discussed it on the show previously, where it's like you can do these things that will add about ten percent to the quality of your cannabis. And that's what you're looking for when you're looking for these potential mistakes that you could have made. It's not just something that was clearly you left the light off for too long or something like that, you know, just are you watering a little too much or not enough? You know, is is the EC too strong? Things like this, which you want to try and look back on after the grow and figure out what could you have done better to make the the end of this, uh, you know, a better yield on it, a better quality on it. And, you know, how can you make it grow easier? This is what you want to be looking for. So if everybody can think back to their last grow, you can always think of something that could have gone easier and could have made things better at the end, you know? Well, I learned a lot on my first two grows by dissecting the root ball after I chopped. Right. I found out that I didn't, both in both cases there, neither one of my root balls had completely filled up the pot. The roots were, were toward the center of the mass, and they never did spread. So that just told me I wasn't doing something right. So mm-hmm. figure this one out. What do you need to do? Hey man, what, what about you, Marge? What kind of uh, what kind of things can you remember about specific grows that you've had problems with? Uh, I do remember one time when we were doing the hydroponics, somehow <laughs> I missed it that the, the hoses going into the reservoir that would water the plants had somehow become disconnected. And oh, I didn't right. know that. And then I came back and they're like so droopy. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I was worried I might have like fucked them up. But luckily, Kano's plants are pretty resilient. Mm-hmm. But it it led me to remember that I need to check that. Like if you're doing that kind of grow, that you need to, to check on the hoses and stuff to make mm-hmm. sure there's no issues with them. So that when they're supposed to come on the timer for the watering, that they actually do water as they should. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely good advice. That is double check yeah. everything, man, just to make yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one because it's easy to make these mistakes, man, but it's easy to fix most of them as well. There's a, another common mistake that people make as well is uh, the whole drying too quickly, you know, or yeah. putting them in jars before the 
weeds properly dry and shit. So that's a that's one I've made before. I've made that mistake a few times. I did that, that one. I put a uh, I had a, a what I would consider a prize bud, you know, bud that weighed like forty grams, just one solid bud. And I wanted to save it just for impress impress somebody with. Put the whole thing in the jar. Was being very careful with it. One morning I looked at it, the whole thing was white. I was like, why the hell did I do that? That's <laughs> rookie mistake. You should never right. do something like that. That was so stupid. You know, it was the kind of mistakes you want to kick yourself in the head. Go like, no, I'm not, never doing that again. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, being no, so thinking you thinking you're smarter than the rest of everybody else that already has been through this. Yeah, you know, just doesn't work. Mm. Also, uh, in the chat, Chilbert and Order Australia are talking about labeling, and these are, I think, a couple of different things. But I feel like, um, you think you're going to remember, like if you don't label what something is, you think you're going to remember, and you absolutely do not. At least I never do. Mm-hmm. So making the mistake yeah. of not yeah. taking. I'll remember which one. <laughs> which was which and then you come back and like right. which one is it <laughs> I, I did it this time once. man yeah I've done, I've done it this time is i've not labeled but i know which one's which so okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely one which i've experienced many times not just you know it's like you're supposed to learn from your mistakes but that one has caught me out a few times. And the worst one is where you're transplanting from the smaller parts into the bigger parts. And then you've done like three or four and you haven't realized that you haven't moved the tags with them. You're like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, I've that's definitely good. done something like that before. And then you're like, well, for fuck's mm-hmm. sake, I don't know what anything is. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I do a lot of repot and I don't have, I don't start in the same, I don't start and finish in the same pot. So yes, when I repot, it's if I, if I have that, plant tag mm-hmm. tucked in between the pot and the soil when i pull the other one out the tag falls out and you go to repot it you come back later on you got all the tags laid on the ground and all the plant the plants are in the tent going like oh you know uh, you're right and like, at that point you got to let them grow a little while and see which ones look the same you know what i mean you got to go that route yeah uh, right, well, okay that's I just one of it- those it's just pretty drilled into me now but when you've finished you know you lay over the pot it's all nice and smooth at the top label it and then move on to the next one it's like that's just part of the process now Mm -hmm. i've been tricked too many times by that one (laughs) fool me once shame on you fool me twice a full man can't get fooled again Mm. (laughs) same similar problem with seeds you know when you when you're harvesting seeds it's real easy to have a pile of seeds on the table and if you're working with something else all of a sudden you don't realize okay which ones are these oh my gosh Mm. so yeah keep track of what you're doing you know, a little thought exercise there for the listeners. What you have to do is you have to try and think about your most previous grow. But even one that you've had in the past where you know you've made, you know, you've cut corners, maybe. You might have made just small errors here and there, or maybe you fucked up really mm-hmm. bad and, and let the hydro dry out so the roots dried up. We, you left the lights on for 24 hours. And, you know, well, you, it stretched like crazy because you trimmed at the wrong time. Uh-huh. There's so many things that you can think of throughout yeah. the grow why didn't it could it have gone smoother and if so how? <laughs> tending my grow when i was too high is the easy way to put for a lot of the problems i had mm-hmm, experienced mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like yeah watering plants and overwatering and, and uh you know overrunning drip trays or things like that and you never had to happen in the first mm-hmm. place if you would have just would have just been a little more aware so i i don't tend my plants quite as as loaded as i used to anymore I don't, I don't toke up till after the, after the jobs are done. <laughs> right. That's good advice right there too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a lot of us have been done that before getting a little bit too high and be like, I don't really remember what I did yesterday with this plant. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. So wouldn't you, I mean, you, sometimes you will get a grow that goes pretty well. It's not, you know, you're not going to make major mistakes in it. So then you want to be looking for different ways that you can improve the grow anyway. You know, it, it was all good. Everything was nice and smooth. But what can you do to your grow room, for example, to try and make the whole grow process smoother? Some automated watering, maybe. Uh, different nutrients, uh, different nutrient schedule, different light schedule, a tent on the side for drying. You know, just well, different things you can do to your setup. If you're talking about, uh, you know, Taking a look at what didn't work, be very, very careful with your automated watering systems because I know I've done it. I know other people on the site have done it where you're not paying attention to AM, PMs, and you're not watching very carefully for if this switched on and didn't switch off. 
it's pretty easy to make a mistake sometimes with an auto watering mm -hmm. system and have the whole reservoir get pumped into your grow. So mm -hmm. right. Yeah, you know, be super careful about that. My 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 uh answer to that is my catch tray is bigger than my reservoir. So if yeah. that happens, it all ends up in the trash. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that, that just goes back to checking your equipment again on a pretty regular basis. Like when I, mm -hmm. you know, didn't check the hoses and then my stuff actually didn't get watered properly. Yeah. 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 When you're, especially if you're using the automatic stuff, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to the equipment like that, keeping things as simple as possible is always easier. Isn't it? If you water in it by hand, you know it's getting watered and you know how much, you know, it's mm -hmm. not going to leak and all that shit. But then you're going to have to. Uh, lug heavy water around every time you fucking feed it. That's a pain in the ass. And then, then you know, soaking up runoff is <laughs> something else you have to consider. You know, all of these things that need to be taken into consideration. Like when you're trying to make the grow easier. Like uh, one of, uh, when I used to grow cocoa, get the runoff was a pain in the ass. So then I'll raise the trays up by, I don't know, about a foot. And then you can siphon the water off into a, a, a little into a jug or something to collect the <laughs> runoff man makes it much easier doing it like that than it being on the floor so you know that's one of the mistakes I, one of the mistakes i made in the past and then learn from and then adjust to make it easier for every round so yeah that's a uh, just one of the examples i mean there's loads isn't there? there's loads of things you can do to make you grow better each time can you remember anything that you've implemented specifically to make you grow better and it worked out yeah actually <laughs> When I mix nutrients now in cocoa, I actually have a very set order that they go in and I always mm. touch those bottles in exactly the same order every time. Mm -hmm. And that prevents me from double dosing or, or, or skipping something, which mm -hmm. I did have a problem with early on. Mm -hmm. yeah, you just this procedure is what I've inst instituted. Uh, probably. I mean, I'm doing pretty small grows now, so just... Mm -hmm timers i guess i'm trying to be more consistent like when i'm hand watering this is my cocoa with the soil grow mm -hmm. probably helped just keeping things simple really does yeah it really does make a, a, a big difference yeah. man if you have the time to then you know keep it fucking simple do it yourself don't mm -hmm. stop trusting these machines right you know and if you I mean, keep a grow help. diary yeah no, and the grow diary helps too because it helps mm -hmm. you sort of document what your your process, and then you can look back and be like, maybe I need to switch what look at what you need to switch up mm -hmm. to simplify or. You know, like yeah. could you have fed the plant less next time around if you're doing it again? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you think it was a little bit overfed. What would it have turned out if you didn't feed it the way that you did? Maybe lighten up the dose for the next time around. You know. Yeah, my and, first couple of grows, I wasn't real good about keeping records, though. I mean, I would just mm -hmm. mix up nutrients and expect myself to remember what I did last time. Right. Mm -hmm. And you never do. You never no, do. You, well, put it this way. Even I if you do nine times out of 10, you're going to make a mistake sometime. Yep. And plants thrive on, on consistency. So that definitely affected my yields, my growth, my plant health, everything. Mm. Twisted in the chat says, uh, don't keep a bucket of bleach water next to your feed water. <laughs> Yeah, I that's saw right. that. I'm going. Like, I started to ask him a question about that, but I'm thinking like, now that's right. probably a bit longer story there. Yeah, I think uh, it did happen. He did feed. Was it him or his missus fed the plants bleach water? Well, I think it was okay, you know. Yeah, actually, um, I've, I've had my mother did that by accident. She was she was actually watering her African violets with water with bleach in it, and it didn't kill them. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, hardy as fuck. These plants are it's ridiculous. Yeah, nature's harder than we give it credit for. Mm -hmm. So this is one thing you want to do when you're looking for your mistakes as, as well. Is, uh, you want to change one thing at a time. Say if you think that you could have done better with a new light and more extraction or a dehumidifier. And don't change all three at the same time unless they're a massive problem. Then change them. But uh, if everything's running nice and you want to wonder which, which things you can improve, then... Just add one thing at a time so you can see the results of one thing rather than numerous. And then you'll know for sure if it's making a difference or not. It's easy to update more than one thing. And then you don't know what the, especially when it comes to nutrients, you know, when you add in more than one new type of nutrients, then you're not sure which ones are going to be working best or not. Right. Yeah. That's a really good mm -hmm. point. Cause if you change too many things at once, you're like, well, what, what was the thing that worked and what wasn't, mm -hmm. what was the thing that, I didn't need to do or didn't need yeah. to change. 
Mm-hmm. That's it, man. Just add one thing at a time and give it some time and see what happens. Yeah, experiment fix, on the next one. Fix the obvious one first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an important thing, you know, because you, you want to be able to do the whole trial and error, you know, which which thing is is doing a good thing and which thing is taking the piss, you know? Or, uh, what's working and what's just wasting energy? Because you want to try and be efficient and get into a grow as well. And the thing you do after the grow, the big mistake you never want to make is when you have a friend over, don't bring the whole jar of weed out because they won't leave until the damn jar is empty. <laughs> That's a different kind of problem. <laughs> that is a different kind of problem. Mm-hmm. It was a big problem for me once, though, but yeah. Right. <laughs> hey man, so it's just, it, it's important again to just note down any mistakes that you think that you've made and how would you improve, you know, how would you not make them again in the future grows? Uh, and every grow room is different, you know, and there's going to be different different bits of equipment, uh, different insulation because of the way the room's laid out, you know, the airflow, the extraction. There's so many different different parts to a grow system that it's hard to choose specific things that we would say, you know, fix this, fix this, fix this, because you might already have them covered. But, you know, if you have any yeah, any questions and you, you want to ask for some help over at the forum, is anything here a mistake? What could I be doing better? Shit like that. You know, put a post up on the forum and people will take a look at the setup that you have and recommend yeah. new things if they think that it's necessary. Better yet, run a diary and, and we'll watch mm-hmm. you grow as you go along. And if you ask for recommendations, you will get them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. as well. And this is how you learn as well. You know, you can learn from some of the mistakes that we've mentioned here. But, yeah. you know, you can learn from your own as well. Just try not to make too many. And might I add, don't be afraid to make mistakes because you will make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. If you're yes. new to it. One or even if you want to about, do it. One good thing about Percy's is we're not going to gig you for your mistakes. We've all made them. Right. We'll have a little sympathy for you, but you're not going to get razzed about it. Things happen, man. Well, nobody ever wants a sick cannabis plant. They haven't done it no. on purpose. Nobody no. wants to fail <laughs> on purpose. No. Firetop says uh, trial and error has been his entire grow experience, and I'm like, same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. been fun though, right? It's been fun, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of they fun, have good times, they have good times doing yeah. this. Shit. It's yeah. really, I don't know where you can go to, to take a course on how to do home grow. It just you, trial and error is the only way to do it, unless you got a mm-hmm. friend. Even no. then, you're probably gonna, you know, think shit happens, right. But oh, what yeah. about uh, if you're like me? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I know better than him. I, I watch. I'm gonna show him how to grow it, <laughs> and then I'll fail. Right, <laughs> right. So what about the perfect setup? You know, you you know how I say you look at your setup and think about where you can change things to make it better and more. Efficient. Oh, I, I saw that in your notes. Okay, perfect grow. What to do next? Uh, get yeah. out a package and send your samples to Marge at PO Box now. We. <laughs> 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 as a you know as a suggestion but mm-hmm. yeah so what would your fa- what would your favorite setup be marjorie you know if you could have the perfect setup honestly yeah. i would still like to master the cocoa grow because i really want to do these like these like beer can mug micro grows like i see my <laughs> postings like seriously that is sort of, like what i want to do okay so I would still like to master that, but I have such a small setup. I need to like figure out a way to make it easier because I found it kind of labor intensive. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I would still like, I do like the soil growing yeah. still too, but yeah, I'm, I'm no. still, I'm still envious of monkeys micro grows. I'm sure we can get you up to speed on that. It's really yeah. not difficult, but I've got a handful of them going right now in my tent and it's super easy. Right. They look I mean, so it- perfect. Speaking of perfect grows, <laughs> just just a good uh, it's photography, you know. It's, right. it's all about photography, right? <laughs> Still, I'm impressed. So, thank you. Yeah, you see, with uh, my setup, I'd really like aircon. <laughs> that would make ah. a big difference, man. That would make a it would make a big difference. I would really like a nice air conditioner, but it's a bad time to buy them at this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and mainly for the drying period is what I'm thinking. You know, and like the last week of harvest to really bring those temperatures down to try and keep some more turbines. That's something I would like to change about my program. What about you, Monkey? What are you saying? Uh, 
probably I've gotten used to growing in small tents, except what I would really like is more height. I mean, mm-hmm. my tents are only five feet tall instead of six feet tall. And that extra foot, you don't think it's much. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It is huge. That's the one thing I would change. I've gotten used to growing in, in fairly, you know, my tents are in meters would be 0.9 by 0.5. That's the floor space and only five feet tall. So 1.6 tall. Um, mm-hmm. That's not a lot of space. So, but I can, the floor space I can manage. I've gotten used to that, but it's the height. Sometimes it's like, okay, certain strains when it gets stretchy, you've got to get innovative. Uh, I remember my first strawberry cough plant halfway through stretch. I had to get it out the tent and literally spiral wrap it around, around a form so that mm. it would fit in a smaller tent. But that's, that's my biggest problem, but they don't make a tent that'll fit the footprint I need that has the height I need. There you go. So once they go higher, they, it becomes wider and all that stuff too. Uh, yeah, you know, there are, there are some exceptions to some manufacturers, but the tent size that I use, it's made to fit into like a, a standard, uh, closet in the standard bedroom kind of thing. Like not, not a walk-in, but the standard, you know, regular closet. This is a, they construct these things to, so you can grow in your bedroom basically. Well, they just happen to fit really well where I have them. Uh, but because these things are made to fit in a closet, you're not going to find them any taller because that wouldn't fit in a closet. Hmm. But right. the, this was what I agreed, and I will stand by my commitment. When I when I, I agreed to do this, the missus and I sat down, and this is the size that she was comfortable with, and the size she's still comfortable with. So I'm okay with this. That's a, another important mistake you don't want to make right there. Don't, don't piss, piss off, off your, the other half. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> mm-hmm. The wife, girlfriend, kids, none of that, because that'll all get you into trouble, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's very interesting topic because we I hope we can all find flaws in our previous grows anyway. Not that I want the grows to be shit, but you should always be able to find something that you think could make it better. You know, so think about it, man, and see what you can come up with. Now, I always find more extraction would uh, be a good thing as well. You know, some intake, especially in these hot temperatures. That was the first thing I upgraded on my grow, my tent. After my first Mm. grow was updated to a better, quieter, more efficient extractor Mm. and a bigger carbon filter Mm -hmm. for for odor control. That was my first upgrade. Yeah, man. So yeah, you know, there are basics. Yeah, I mean, I could I could go tell you (laughs) tell you everything step by step. It's extractor. Next thing I had to go was the light, of course, because everybody buys a cheap light when you start. So yeah, and something you can learn from your previous grow as well. Are you growing enough? You know, did you run out in between the the harvest compared to when the next grow was finished? So do you need to grow more? Do you need to change your grow technique to put more cannabis in, cannabis in or in too much? Or you already got too much, you know, shit like That's, that as well. It actually is a real thing right there. Are you growing more mm-hmm. than you need? Because if you are, it can get you in some other kind of problems. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're a personal grower, it's one thing and you'll be you'll be judged as a personal grower differently if if you're have to deal with law enforcement but if you're growing so much that you've got all this extra out there you may be treated yeah. a little bit differently you're sitting on 100 ounces or something you know, that's exactly. a bit much now <laughs> it is. Like, oh it's all personal use they're gonna like yeah really yeah put the tents down or make some hash or something jesus yeah <laughs> yeah i mean there's like i said so many different mistakes you can make when you're doing this hobby but the most important thing is that you learn from them and you know learn from our mistakes learn from your mistakes learn from the diaries over on percy's grow room because we see mistakes over there sometimes as well man you know mistakes nothing to be ashamed of it's all part of the learning curve so don't don't try and hide them like they don't happen let us see them over at percy'sgrowroom.com and we'll either laugh about it together or try and figure out the problem and fix it yeah or, or both or, or both or both yeah you know? <laughs> Right. Uh, should we move on to some listener mail questions? I mean, is there anything else to cover there? You know, just uh, different ways you can learn from your previous growth. You know, just don't be too hard on yourself. All right. <laughs> no, it, it, just because you're looking for mistakes in the growing and things you could have done better doesn't mean that the growth went badly. It just means that you're looking for the best possible, isn't it? So, yeah, enjoy the growth. Anything else to add about? Uh, about learning from your previous growth. No, not good. really. 
No, cool. learn by doing. So just do. Mm-hmm. Right, some listener mail questions then. Uh, and we've got a few good ones here. Uh, let, let's start off with Supranic, who asks, I have a question for the panel. What veg time would you recommend for pot size, like four weeks, six weeks for three gallon? Sorry for the freedom units. <laughs> so you understand that majargon he's speaking there, monkey. <laughs> the, the what now? I don't know, just the random words he's speaking with this uh, gallon and thing. Yeah, a gallon. What's one yeah, of those? Size, like, well, question. What veg time would you recommend for pot size? Like, I don't understand what. So what pot size would you have on a plant that's like uh, in cocoa uh, up to two weeks old? Two weeks? Oh, <laughs> that would to come oh. up at some point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost bought a t-shirt the other day. Two weeks. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know. I just grow differently on that. So I, I don't veg based on pot size. I veg, veg based on plant size when I'm going to flip. So it's hard right. for me to hard for me to answer. I don't understand how I'm supposed to answer this question. The four weeks or six weeks for three gallons. I guess if I had to, to, to go with this, if I plant, if I'm in a three gallon pot, I'm probably vegging six weeks total. Mm-hmm. Three that gallons is about uh, 12 liters. Yeah, about 12 liters, 11 right. to 12 liters. I don't so know. That's, yeah, that's what uh, I would be about six weeks for that. Because, yeah. Sometimes eight weeks, depending if it's a slow grower and so if, if I've got something that's really, you know, bolting fast, it, it, it may be flipped at four weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It all depends on, on the plant. Yeah, man. Freedom that's units, it. imperial units. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, it depends on the medium that it's going in as well, doesn't it? You know, it's, uh, if you're sure, going in soil. Based on then... cocoa is, is going to grow faster. So I'm, um, I flip faster in, in cocoa. Excuse me. Uh, soil, yeah, you can have slower, slower veg growth, so you may have to veg it an extra week or so just to get everything going like you want it to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting question. Pot sizes always confused me when I was uh, first time because they're like, use a twenty centimeter pot, and it's like, what are you talking about? Twenty centimeter fucking pot. I need right. to know is it is that a liter? Is that two liter? What the fuck is twenty centimeter? Right. Pot? That, and that pissed me off, man. You're just treating us all like idiots. <laughs> two gallon pot. That's, yeah. that's seven liters, I think. If I'm not you know, mistaken. But uh, in a cocoa grow, I would go from a one liter pot for the first week, or maybe ten days, and then it'll just go into its. Uh, and it goes into a three liter pot then, yeah, for another couple of weeks, and then you see, I said a couple of weeks. <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> how many? How many? How many? Have how many? Couple and then a, a couple of weeks after that, then I'll okay. put it into their main parts, which are 12 liter parts. So that's about six weeks veg time. Really. Well, about four weeks veg time because of the seedling time, really. But four or five right. weeks, that seems mm-hmm. to work well for 12 liters in cocoa, three gallon. But when it comes to soil, that's a different story. I'd start off in a one liter pot just to get the thing up and running, but then put it straight into like 25, 30 liters of soil. Yeah. So the medium matters as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I yeah, ho- hope that help answer. And, and then if it's uh, in DWC, of course, then just whenever. Because <laughs> that's just a bucket full of water. So right. What do you think about this one, Marjorie? What do you what part sizes do you use throughout your growth? Well, I'm I've been doing micro, so I'm trying to do them in mugs mm. and beer cans. <laughs> I don't even right. know how, how that applies. Or maybe, yeah. And sometimes I'm just like, what pot do I have in the garage? Oh, this will work. So it's pretty unscientific and I should probably take more notes, but I mean, everything you're saying, like, you know, give or take six weeks seems to make a lot of sense, but there's always exceptions mm-hmm. to make the question, it can make the question difficult to answer sometimes, but exactly. yes. as a rule of thumb, six weeks sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Do it. And, like and then you said, if you're you know, uncertain, Sorry, you know Marge. what to do. You go to Percy's. I hear it's free. Mm-hmm. This week uh, it is, yeah. This week. <laughs> yeah. And then just confirm there as well. You can just post your pictures and, and get feedback. Yeah. And like we said, you know, we're talking about learning from your growth and previous mistakes. Have you grown it previously? 
do you, can you remember what happened on the last grow? Did it run out of root space too soon? Uh, did it need more? Did you transplant it too early? You know, if you keep notes of things like this, then you can That's look what, back at the mistakes you're making and fix them. Grow in the future diaries, ones. man. Grow diaries are so good mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Go back and look, look back at your past diary, figure out what you did, what you need to fix. That's mm -hmm. why, I, yeah, you want, if you're a new grower and you want to hone your skills, come to Percy's, run diaries. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, we have an interesting one here from Billy. He says, how can the cannabis growers and community make companies make more environmentally friendly products for us to use with our favorite hobby, e.g. hemp plastic, gloves, parts, etc., more bamboo slash hemp, slash mushroom made products we need to boycott cheap plastic when our waste can make it i'm just going to start up by saying billy i'm really proud of you for making this a legit question that does not involve any kind of sexual Box. connotation yeah. fucking whatever and i really think this billy. is a great question <laughs> exactly but it's a good question i think we should be making more use of these products like bamboo hemp mushroom made products because mm -hmm. all that plastic I mean, we're just contributing to the problem of garbage if we're using it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the only way we can do anything about it is, is he pretty much alluded it right there. We have to vote with our dollars. That's right. Right. But with the wallet, you know, don't buy anything else. It's going to be more expensive, maybe more difficult to get hold of. But if you want to, uh, you know, make a statement, yeah, you're just I mean, heading in that direction. Like Michael Jackson said, isn't it? I'm looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> what a fucking tune by the way what a fucking tune that uh, man in the mirror tune but i would say too i've bought some of those like compostable pots before of various sizes just for like flowers and different things in my garden and they do last a while even though mm. they will decompose i've had them decompose over time when i sort of buried them in my garden but you know you can probably use them for multiple grows so even mm. if they are a little bit more money then I don't know if it's setting you back a whole ton. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, know what you're see, I hate to see it during the spring. You see lots and lots of people around here will have just stacks of the plastic flower pots out in front of their house. They just went to the garden center in the spring, you know, do put them in their, their annuals or whatever they're doing around mm -hmm. the house. And the pots are just garbage. They're on the curb. Yeah. I save a lot of them just because I don't like to toss them away and I'll reuse mm -hmm. them for stuff. But you do end up with a ton of them if you're putting in flowers every year. Mm -hmm. See, man, what adds up? No, you can do you like me. Start your flowers in your grow tent before you get your cannabis going in the spring. And then you mm -hmm. don't have to buy those plastic flower pots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and don't, don't do that the other way around. No, indoors to outdoors, not outdoors to indoors. Don't do that. Yeah, indoors to outdoors. Start your flowers indoors and then move them outdoors. And then right. after you get the, your flowers are started, then plant your cannabis indoors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're in a legal state. Let, then have at it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what other ones do we have here? Which one was that? That was from Billy. Yeah, what can we do? Like we said, uh, get them to vote with your dollar, isn't it? You yeah, pretty buy much. From, buy from companies that you support. Yeah, and this, you know, if you see companies that are really stupidly blatant about the waste, let, I mean, I hate to say put them on blast, but let the rest of the community know about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And, you know, if you can't find anybody that sells a specific thing that you think should exist, maybe that's a gap in the market for you to take advantage of, man. You can open up a, some kind of business there. You know? Yeah, like a like a super high quality oscillating clip on fan for tents that everybody yeah, fuck me, you know what I'm saying? For. Everybody <laughs> wants one of those. Jesus, things. all metal fucking... parts, quiet operational last ten years. Yeah, fine, I'd love one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm, yeah. I'm going through the same problem right now, and it's summertime, so they're all like hundred pound for a fan. Like, fuck off, fucking not really hundred pound. I'm exaggerating. But, you know, they're much more expensive than what they were simply because it's summertime. I'm going to wait until it's wintertime and I'm going to buy new fans. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not that far away now. A few more weeks. Might as well be winter. But, yes, good, good question there, Billy. Uh, let us know if you can come up with anything or if you do anything yourself to uh, uh, try and be more conscious about your products and shit. If anybody knows of any links that has uh, hemp clothing and things like that, then let us know about that as well. Man. 
Have a good see over on the forum. Uh, fire top, we have one. That's what's next. Uh, how's it going, people? Don't really know how to word my question, so bear with me. Uh, question. Is there a way to veg an outside plants all year round? I have a gelato OG outside in the ground that's loving life, but nowhere near flower. Uh, I've missed the summertime now in the UK and heading towards colder weather, but would love to keep it bushy until next year's summer, if possible. If this plant is doomed, it is what it is, but would love to keep her going if there's a choice. Uh, keep it popping, people. That's from Firetop. So he has a, a big bushy plant in the back garden and he wants to try and keep it alive until next year. Can't well, really do it, mate, I'm afraid. I was going to say where well, I'm from, that is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's temperature, right? Got to worry yeah. about that. Yeah. Second, The second thing is lighting. He's going to have to keep it yeah. from blooming, so he's going to need supplemental lighting. Mm -hmm. You have to keep it above, I would say, what, 14 hours of light? Everyone's going to be like, who's that dodgy bastard with the grow lights in his garden? <laughs> yeah, why is that? Why has he got that pink light on for three hours every night? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the only thing you can do is uh, take cuttings of it, man, bring it indoors and keep it alive over the winter and then grow it out again next year. It'll be the same plant, you know, just smaller. So take mm -hmm. some cuts, uh, get some to root if you can, and then just keep a mother plant. Man. That's what you can do. Keep it small, growing it under CFLs. And just a little small grow tent to the side. Yeah, maybe you have to trim it down a couple of times before the season begins again. But you have to get it out next year and it'll be good. Yeah, you could build a, an enclosure around it, but then you're going to have to heat it. And that's going to take electricity to do that or some to that effect. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be worth the money to keep it alive outside all winter. How yeah. cold does it get in the UK, like in the wintertime? Yeah, below freezing. Like right. but minus 10 i think we got to last year i don't even know it was cold i won't look at the temperatures when it's cold it's not <laughs> worth knowing well you're not really too sure but that sounds yeah. pretty frosty and i feel like yeah it's gonna die you get the plant will die outside no doubt yeah you know, maybe you could keep it warm somehow but then the lighting that it's just mm -hmm. gonna it's gonna flower you know and then come to the end so best thing you do is take cuts of it man to bring it indoors or yeah. move somewhere more temperate. Yeah, man. What are you doing in the UK still, bro? Come on. <laughs> right. Go oh. somewhere where it's hot. Well, haven't you left already? Everybody's left. You know, I've left. <laughs> I'm in Barbados now. Yes. Now, now we're talking. There is a question in the chat from mm -hmm. Dr. Evil. I see. Can I use vaped weed for edibles? Just want to say quick. Yes. Mm -hmm. is, is, that that is that it? Yeah. Yes, yes you can. Yes, <laughs> already, I guess uh, Overgo Australia already answered it. It's already decarbed, so you're ready to go. That's why mm -hmm. I love vaping also. Yeah, and people can like sprinkle it on toast and shit like that, right? Yeah, you can, honestly, because mm -hmm. it's already decarbed. I got over, I got a gallon and a half of decarbed bud. I just no plans of doing anything with it. I, really <laughs> no, I just collected it. It's just like a jars of it. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just want to like get to it. You don't want to, to decarb anything. So there you go. You got your jar of yeah. mystery. <laughs> I saw you had that commercial. Uh, you did when you well, uh, you did a reel on Instagram with the Levo and decarb yeah. uh, uh, ADB. I'm thinking like, yeah. wow, I could run the hell out of that. Yeah. So we yeah. have another question here from Foamy Bowls, and uh, this is an interesting one. Question. If bad bugs are attracted to the smells of your cannabis plants, is there a way you can use an electric scented air machine to disguise or hide the smell that cannabis plants produce so it won't attract bugs? Hmm. Do cannabis uh, plants smell of cannabis plants attract bugs or do they repel them? I thought part of the purpose. If of I the if I was a bug, that's what plant I'd be going for. Yeah, but you're <laughs> <laughs> I think bugs work a little differently uh, but yes i yeah. see yours I, I would too but mm -hmm. but you can use um plants you can plant plants next to it I mean, like, like lavender's one of them is it there's a few plants that bugs enjoy the smell of more so they'll be more attracted to those plants yeah and instead of can... in, what is it is a plant what, is companion plant yeah Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, yeah, instead of trying to hide the smell of the cannabis plant, you're doing exactly what, what uh, Swami used to talk, talk mm -hmm. about all the time. That is, 
uh, like he would put uh, sunflowers around his cannabis plants because it was a certain worm that would go after the cannabis, but put it like the sunflowers better. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's not really hiding the scent of the cannabis plants with other plants to keep it away from the buds. It's more like offering the bugs something they want more. Right. So smart companion planting. Yeah. Yes. Electric always. scented air machine to disguise or hide the smell. I mean, if you can get that scent. <laughs> I don't know really I don't know. how to do that, but. Is there an electric scented air machine? And it sounds to me like a packet of seeds of like sunflower seeds would be a lot cheaper as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it depends. But I'm using sunflower seeds because that's what Swami has an issue with a certain type of a moth. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it all depends what pest he's, he's after. You know, he's trying to to stop yeah that's also true Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in organic gardening that is a common practice is to use companion planting to take the Mm -hmm. best pressure away from your your crop if you catch a couple of the bugs like say the beetles catch a couple of the beetles by eating up on your plant and then you put them in some water and you blend them up you know then you spray that around the garden then all the other beetles will be like fuck it now (laughs) he's killed john (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then they're all freaked out because there's just little bits of their friends laying across the fucking floor. And then they'll stay away from your friends because they know that you're fucked so up. Right? You're saying <laughs> that the, these beetles are intent are intelligent enough to identify this as parts of their buddies. I'm just not underestimating that they <laughs> might be able to do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can use plants. There's no need to use an electric scented air machine. <laughs> you know, that sounds so over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what an electric scented air machine is. What is the electric smell? You know, like, like one of them know? glade glade plugging <laughs> things. You know, oh, what, God, you know I the hate ones. those things. Or you could do like an essential oil diffuser around your plants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually okay. do. I do run those plug-in things in my grow room just to put a little scent in the air in case they ever open the door, kind of thing. No, I don't. You know? I, I, I pr- prohibit it anywhere no. near the room. I don't want anything getting in there. No, this is just in the long room out there. Just a little bit of odor, just to kind of make it sound no longer. There are times when uh, the missiles will walk in here. He says, smells like weed in here. I'll fix that. I got it. And that's just like I've been vaping too much or maybe I've been trimming or something like Mm -hmm. that. It's not that the filters are bad, but just doing things, you know. Gets on them plants, man. Yeah, fucking spray shit. I'm not spraying anything. No, I'm not spraying. This This is like a... Hot oil diffuser can thing, you know that. Right, like stuff. a what well, candle that burns. No plug-in, electrical plug-in. Oh, well, I think that's what he's talking about. One of those things outside. Okay, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, that's not going to keep bugs away, but it'll keep people from. It might, it might cover the smell of your cannabis plant, but it's not going to keep the bugs away. But you'd need a whole lot of those things to cover the mm. strong smell of a flowering cannabis plant. You'd yeah, especially in the open air if you're doing it outdoors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Be fine. And some steaks, <laughs> companion planting. That's all you need to do. Yes. I, I would companion plant by all means. Yes. Companion yeah. plants. Yeah. I yeah. think you're overcomplicating it just a little bit there, Phil. No electric scented air machines, bro. <laughs> uh, then we have mitt sauce. Uh, the last question this one. I have noticed in the forum when a grower has a problem, he or she is frequently advised to check the pH of the soil. So this is a little bit of a controversial one coming up. Uh, because everything's controversial nowadays. Questions. Does this information have any value at all, especially in organic soils, in nature plants growing heavy limestone soils with no problem at all? Uh, is the pH of the soil or the pH of the water in the soil from which plants are all nutrients are assimilated by plants? That matters. Uh, what is the best way to get pH reading of your soil to soil water, slowing test, sinking in the probe, etc.? If the soil pH is off, is there any point at first and a safe way at second to get back onto six to seven or just water with a proper pH water nutrient solution is enough? There's a, there's a lot in there. There's a few questions Ooh, in, in the whole four thing. Pointer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's pretty much... Uh, you need to check your water supply first off because the water is preferred around 6.5 to 7.5. That That's the uh, range for in cannabis, right? Is that correct? In soil? I think it's right. There's a big buffer. Yeah. 6.5 right. to 7.5. Something you know, so like that. 
And if you can just keep around a neutral pH, then the plants will most likely be fine and suffer no problems. And then even if you do go a little bit outside of those areas, if you're using a good soil, but it has the dolomite lime in, then that's going to help buffer the pH and keep it in the correct range as well. So you don't have to worry about it so much in soil as you do for hydroponic mediums. Hydroponic mediums, you need that pH to be within 5.8 to 6.2, or the plants are going to fucking suffer. It's right. not necessarily the same in soil. There's a bit more of a buffer, so it's not so strict. But if you have water coming out of your tap that is massively alkaline at like 8.5, and you feed that to your plant constantly, then it's going to start experiencing problems after a while. So I think it is a good idea to check the pH of the soil, even if it's just once, you know, just to make sure that it is within the correct range. And if it isn't, then, you know, you're going to adjust, adjust it. And if you add anything to the water further down the line, then obviously you check the pH again. But pH is too important to fuck with, man. Mm-hmm. So you are suggesting sure he should check the pH of the soil. Because I usually, I've never mm-hmm. really worried about that. I just pH, check the pH of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I usually see it at the, at the site when people are are asked to check the pH of the soil. It's after they've checked everything else. Mm-hmm. It's like check right. your, check the check the pH of your inputs. Check everything else. Okay, that didn't fix it. What's the soil look like? Yeah, you add some of them nutrients, and it goes up to like fucking eight point five for the pH. No, even higher, man. Depending on what you're using, you know, if you're using a lot of pK or something, and you can change the pH, man. And you need to bring it back down when you add these nutrients just to make sure that it's in the right place there are times when the plants can change the ph by root with root exudates things happen sometimes so yeah checking the ph when all else fails yeah it's not going to be the first thing you're going to check but you should definitely yeah if you have problems i would check it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't test your ph marge when you because you grow soil what's the score do you check it i check the ph of the water i haven't mm-hmm. really had to check the ph of the soil though yeah and, and that's it. When you're watering with uh, a specific pH water over a certain amount of time, then the, the water going through it will change the pH of the medium. Mm-hmm. But if you get in a good quality soil, then it should be around neutral in the first place. There shouldn't be too much acidity in it. Uh, but that's going to tell you on the bag when you buy it. It will tell you what pH the soil is. Uh, so I have like a pH it. meter for water. How does one check mm-hmm. the pH of the soil? This may be an obvious question, but well, that was part of the way one of one of the parts of his questions mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. asking about a meter versus a slurry test. I know he, I think, I, I believe he prefers the slurry test where you actually add a little bit of a either RO or distilled water, <clears throat> make a slurry with with your with some soil, and then use your pH meter and check. Oh, I see. Uh, you just kind of liquefy your soil, kind of thing with a with a kind of sort of that well, way. Yeah, and then, then yeah. there's also a soil. A pH probe that you can buy, just standard meter. And there's right. some debate upon how accurate they are as to what part of the soil it touches. But yeah, there are some meters out there. You, stick you, in the you soil. know, Twisted got some of those like a fucking Bluetooth and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Connects to his Wi Fi and his phone. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it out there. It's mm-hmm. just, That's mean, some I, cool shit. I'd say do whatever you're comfortable with. And I mean, I understand that there are going to be some differences. What I've found over my, my, my career in growing weed is you just pretty much adopt practices that start working for you. So, yeah, if, if you if you want to do the slurry test, by all means. If you more prefer the probe, go for it. I would probably try and get, uh, you know, like, squeeze some of the, the moisture out of the soil and see what... And see what pH that is? Yeah, see what pH that is, yeah. That would, that would be... You know, that's kind of what the slurry test is going to do anyway. You're going to add a little bit of, of, of water to it and, and make yeah, something you, you can squeeze out. Yeah. But that will, because that might mess with the initial reading, isn't it? Because you're adding water about 7.0. So well, you, know, you won't get yeah, exact pH what it is. Distilled water is going to, is going to be so neutral and easily moved that anything in the soil should move it. It might mm-hmm. be a slightly diluted pH, but it's not going to change it by much. Rainwater, distilled water, RO water pH on that moves so fast. Any any small amount of yeah. anything will affect it because it's clean. It's nothing in it. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more difficult things. Any checking pH for soil. I mean, they say you got them prongs, but like you said, man, I, I'm skeptical of their accuracy. <laughs> I have actually seen it in, in one that I was testing where 
I'd put it in there, leave it for a while, and I'd get a reading. Then I'd slide it down three inches or something like that, where it's touching a different part of the soil, leave it, I'd get a different reading. It's like, okay, so I, that in my estimate there, that was pretty crappy soil I was in that pot. I wanna, didn't want to use that. But what I'm basically saying is I don't really trust the probe 100%. Mm -hmm. It's a guideline. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. But I think you're um, right, Marge. In most cases, you don't really check the pH of your soil to start with. You only look at it mm -hmm. if there's an issue. If it's if it's fine, mm -hmm. you leave it alone. Right. Yeah, and then if it is off as well, you just give it a good watering at the correct pH, and it That's should restore at least after two feet. You know, it might maybe not the first one, second one you most likely get back on track. Yeah, that's what some of our more experienced soil growers at Percy's do. And not commonly done, but yeah, if they have an issue, they'll do a, they'll do a flush till it turns around and then they're good. Continue mm -hmm. on normally. Mm -hmm. The pH is just so important, man. It's underestimated sometimes, especially in soil grows. But, you know, don't underestimate it. Make sure the plants are happy. Remember that whole big deal was made out of things when it was like acid rain, acid rain. Oh, God, that was, the, uh, that yeah. was the, the cause of my youth. Yeah, remember? Remember? Oh, remember yeah. Ashley Rain? But, <laughs> but you know, it's it just makes the soil too acidic and the plants don't like it. So they're all in soil, they're all in organic soil. But if it rains too acidic for too long, it starts to fuck with them. So, you know, pH matters to plants, man. And that's uh, it just make sure that it's in the correct zone. It doesn't have to be dead on, just try and keep it around neutral because the plant will change and you'll buffer it itself here and there. Mm -hmm. you know that's what i think anyway yeah and keep your your inputs as stable as you can because your plant has to adjust every time you change that input mm -hmm. I, mean, I did see a question ages ago from somebody uh what is the best place on the internet to learn to grow and why is it Percy's? <laughs> <laughs> why is it oh. uh I don't know. Is it the best place? I may, I'm just biased, man. I'm just biased. But people like the place. And there's there's many forums out there. You know, you just have to find which one suits you. And there's other people out there on other forums who love their forums, and that's cool. And there's people on Percy's who love Percy's, and that's cool. You know, people just got to find which one's right for them. And Percy's is just right for a lot of people, I think. Right. So, yeah, there's 8 billion there. people on the planet, and, uh, you know, plenty of room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Percy's is pretty chill, so there's also that. Yeah, that's it. Chills, man. No, no docks allowed. Says I'm Sparky. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, shit, there was another one. Uh, could you make infused cornflake cakes from Firetop? Yes, you could, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just mix it in with the butter and shit. Uh, Marge says that you can pretty much make anything to an edible. You just uh, you infuse the oils with some kind of fat like butter or grease or something right Marge? yeah pretty well so for recipe calls for some kind of fat then swap it out and there you go you're getting high hey man rice crispy <laughs> treats infused oh, those are so good and pretty easy yeah. yeah we got halloween coming up maybe that that could be a good halloween treat i could bring to a party huh infused uh our rice crispy treats super easy to make everybody yeah. eats them you know Sometimes you can throw a little, like, you know, Halloween colored sprinkles on top, and there you go. It's Halloween themed. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I would eat that. But I would want more than one. I would one. eat the fuck out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then just make them mild so that you can eat three or four of them and you'd be fine. That's usually what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> a dose is four. So, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet then. I think we are good. That's it. That's all the uh, listener mail questions answered there. And that's us explaining about mistakes and how to learn from them and how to make each one of your grows better and better. And it, it really just, just take experience and time. Man. And you find this fine balance in between of, uh, you know, being super on top of things to being lazy and not paying attention to anything. And you go backwards and forwards until you find a steady medium in the middle there, I think. Because yeah. you start off, you're so strict on everything. And then, mm -hmm. then, you know, it, then you start to get lax because you're like, oh, this is actually not as difficult as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, you get and more then, comfortable with everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you start checking the pH so much, you know, and then things start to go <laughs> real funny. Yeah, yeah, good times, good times. 
So yeah, should we move to, on to the outro? Sorry, Monkey, you have finished. So we have you have to find that that uh, middle spot where I'm at right now. When you're not checking everything all the time, but at least you're checking enough to know you're not going off the rails. Right. I'm trying to keep the the ship on its course. Yeah. And if you need any help, of course, you know where to find us over at percysgrowroom.com. Come and join the forum, show off your grow, help other people learn how to grow if that's your thing. Come and learn if you need to learn. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good place, man. Come and check Win it out. Some good prizes too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the prizes. The prizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good luck on the, whoever's winning the Blackbird this year, this month, isn't it? It's that's right. We got got a Blackbird to give away. We got a Solo 2 to give away. We've got another yeah, yeah. A riser comp coming up. I got to get with Mark and figure out what we're going to do there. Mm. But yeah, plus we got seed comps every month. So we got plenty of good stuff going on. Percy's That's pretty crazy. Those are some good giveaways. Yeah. Yeah, we're very lucky. So nice. Let's uh, move on to the outro. Let's do it. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Grow Guides. If you have any questions or any suggestions for future episodes of Grow Guides, then please do feel free to get in touch. You can find us on the main social networks. That's Twitter slash X, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us on Discord as well, which is linked in the description of this download. And of course, you can also find us over on percysgrowroom.com. So make sure you head over there and ask any questions that you might have about this episode or any suggestions you might have for future episodes. But as usual, thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. In next week's Grow Guides, we're going to be talking about different ways to optimize your water quality. So if you have bad water coming from the tap or if you're using rainwater or river water and stuff like that, we're going to be discussing different ways to improve the quality of the water that you give into your plants. But anyway, for now, stay high and stay safe. And thank you again for being here. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye.